0: And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. I've been dominating my local market for over 19 years and I want to teach you how to do it. My Ultimate Digital Marketing Playbook takes the guesswork out of digital marketing. It'll maximize your profits and help you become the authority in your profession or business, even in a bad economy. I am so committed to helping you at this. This offers over $2,000 worth of bonuses all for free. This playbook will give you all the tools and information that you need to step up your digital marketing. To get your free copy, just go to kristamayshore.com slash ultimate playbook. That's kristamayshore.com slash ultimate playbook.
1: What is up, my peeps? Joshua Smithy with another GSD Mode podcast interview, where every single week we interview top entrepreneurs, top real estate agents, and those that are out there dominating their space, that are getting shit done, that are living. Epic, amazing, I should say creating and living epic, amazing lives that again are dominating their space and a master their craft. So today you guys, we got another badass guest on the show. I'm um, a lady that uh, I've actually known for some time now and her real estate business has just massively exploded o- over the years um, from her being an agent herself to now expanding into uh, running a very successful team, stepping out of production, as well as now starting um, a, a very successful real estate agent coaching program uh, in addition to that. So our guest today, you guys, is uh, again, real estate agent team leader, as well as a real estate coach out of Northern California, Krista Mayshore, um, who also, our team is uh, Homes by Krista. 2017, I don't know the 2018 numbers, but did 154 home sales in 2017 while doing all this other epic shit in addition to that so stoked and honored to have my good friend chris on the show
0: with the show hi josh thanks for having me i'm excited
1: yeah no is this is awesome man it was uh it was kind of crazy i think we were talk about this when we hit the record button but i've been following you for a while and you know then we got we got connected for the podcast but you know then comes out we 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 met masterminded years ago and and uh um it's insane how small of a world it is, you know. Right? I think
0: it was like eight years ago. You were a baby back then. I think we we met um, Josh. We were both at a mastermind. We were at a five star. we were doing the five star training, and hit my husband and Josh just hit it off. And he sat with us for those two or three days. And um, you know, you were kicking it, kicking butt back then. You're kicking butt today.
1: Yeah. Well, the cool thing about real estate, right, is so I mean, so many agents get wrapped up in this. You know, this fear of oh, when the market shifts, you know, like everybody's got this, not everybody, but the majority have this mindset of, of a seller's market, appreciating market, being a good market, right? And, and there's no such thing as a good or bad market. It's always good for somebody, you know, and you've been somebody that's been able to pivot, you know, right? It's, it's hey, when the market shifts and changes and the one thing that we know, the only constant that we know that exists really in the universe is change, right? So Absolutely. as these changes happen, it's just identifying and adapting and uh, uh, identifying like, whom is the market good for right now, and then let me go out there and target the same fundamentals that helped me over here. Now just pivot that and, and you know, which we'll get deep into that, um, you know, because a lot of agents, I don't want to say it's fear, but there's uh, a lot of curiosity about, you know, uh, and talk of, of, you know, market changes that may be happening in the next several years. So we'll definitely jump into that. But real quick, before we get into that and what you're doing today, I'm always intrigued in what led our guests down this path in the first place, like what What led you to entrepreneurship and real estate? Like, how did this journey start in the first place?
0: Oh, well, um, I used to be a teacher, so I've got a master's degree in curriculum and instruction, and I was going to be a principal. And my little girl, you just actually saw right there, who's now graduating from high school, she um, ended up contracting spinal meningitis, and then she had um, kidney failure and multiple strokes, and so. I ended up leaving my full-time teaching job to stay home and be a a full-time mom and my goal back then was to just kind of play real estate is what I was hoping to do and after leaving my job and buying a new house with my husband at the time I found out that he was having an affair on me one of many affairs (laughs) and so I uh, had to dive into real estate so I uh, ended up that first year selling 69 homes my first year in the business uh, again, n- with no intention of wanting to be a real estate agent, I wanted to be a mom. Uh, but I had no choice but to kind of, you know, stick to my g- keep my kids safe was my goal, keep them in the house, um, and keep them, you know, happy was was my main objective. They were they were only three, and uh, Jalen and Kaylee were like two and a half and and four and a half at the time. So it was uh, it was pretty scary. Uh, and but the market was you know it was good, and I just worked my butt to the bones and pushed and pushed, and then. It was doing great for a couple of years and the market switched to foreclosures. So then um, because I was studying the market so well, I kind of could tell something was happening. started um, going to for, uh, asset management companies and, and banks and picking up foreclosures. Uh, I worked with about 13 different asset management companies and banks. And was just doing awesome. My best year, I sold 169 houses, and that was just with me, an assistant, and a, a transaction coordinator. And then the market shifted again, and I went down to selling only 12 houses because all the foreclosures and short sales like almost went away overnight. And I was like, "Oh, oh my god, I'm screwed!" And then, uh, and then we, I just sort of transitioned my business and started focusing on. Treating every client as if it was a million dollar listing, even though they were only around two hundred to three hundred thousand back then, but I treated every property as though it was a million dollar listing and then was back up to over a hundred homes a year within twelve months so I, i've seen it all like I've seen it good bad, ugly, <laughs> and it's just a matter of adjusting yeah uh, so what what year did you get in the business uh, it's been i think it's been seventeen almost eighteen years in the business so okay. Whatever the math
1: is, <laughs> yeah, I know. So, um, a couple follow up questions because sixty nine homes in your first year. I mean, that's that's pretty gnarly, right? I mean, it's you know, because if you think about it, when you when you get in this business, the 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 hard thing in the beginning is, yeah, you know, right. Like it just takes so much time to build that momentum. It can take you know three three months if you're lucky, but six months for a lot of agents to to for the fruits to start paying off. Yeah, I so to do that kind of production in in your first twelve months is so damn insane,
0: you know. Um, and I know oh, that no, I did it. It's like so funny. People ask me, and I'm just like, honestly, it was such of a time in my life where I was just going through so much pain. And I was going through the divorce, and I and I always had to smile, but inside I was kind of dying, so, so to speak. Um, I will tell you that I like never stopped. Meaning, I only, We had fifty fifty custody back then, so when I didn't have my kids, I was like working from. 6 in the morning until 9 o'clock at night. It was like that. And then when I had my kids, I was, you know, still working normal hours and trying to be a mom. Um, But I mean, at at that time, you know, I tried to be different than everyone else. So for example, if people were doing black and white flyers, I was doing four page color brochures or they didn't have video back then, but I would take like CDs and put CDs on my signs with like 50 pictures on the CDs and my sticker on it. I mean, I just always try to be very different. Um, I answered my phone every single time it rang, it would be Christmas Eve. And I would, yes, I would go show house or go on an appointment. I never said no that year. Right. Because I was in survival mode. <laughs> yeah.
1: So then going through that, cause I mean, yeah, we could break down tactics all day long, time blocking lead, you know, right. But that that's where it all starts is up here, you know, right. And like you said that, I mean, you had, now this was not the original intention of getting in the business, but lifestyle change that forced you to, to, I guess, adopt a different philosophy and, and get shit done, you know, right? At, at wow. an intense level. Um, now that you've reflected and observed, you know, on this, and I know that you're huge into self-development and an amazing for yeah. yourself. Um, like, have you been able to identify ways where, and, and I'm almost asking selfishly here, it's like, all right, like in my life, I never really cared about money, even though I was making money in real estate until I lost everything and got myself in a bunch of debt. Yeah, right. Never really paid attention to my health. I lost it, you know, became more of the obese and then I had to get it back in, you know, right, where, where, you know, not taking and shifting into that, that, that right mindset until that pain, like we're almost forced to, we have no other option. Yeah, right. And trying to get smarter and better at just getting myself to shift in there without having to experience the pain first. But as you reflect back on that, like, do you, are there ways or things that you do now that you've learned from that to be able to tap into that without, a, you know, an unfortunate life experience happening, but that yeah. can tap you into that same insane get shit done mindset?
0: That's a good question. Um, you know, so when you, when you go through a lot of hard times, because everyone does, right? It, like, you, I would never know that you were obese and have those issues or have any health issues. And I think that people look at certain people that are doing well, and they just think that they're lucky or they have it easy. And I mean, nobody would have ever guessed that I was going through hell. And I mean, I got—I'm thin, but I was like anorexic, skinny because I was so—I was depressed, you know, going through all that because my family was destroyed. Um, But you get to a point where I remember one day sitting in my kitchen, and it was my first Thanksgiving alone, and uh, I had the girls with me, and my there was a knock at the door, and I walked over to get the to answer the door, and it was the new girlfriend picking up my daughters, driving my car, like literally, how does it even happen, right? Like I'm going. What 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 universe does that happen? And she left and I was like drinking a bottle of wine, ten in the morning, crying sad, just like feeling sorry for myself. And I looked up out, out in my backyard and I realized you've gotta get off your butt and just you gotta go. Like you you can you can sit there and feel sorry for yourself or you can just take action and you can decide to just to to just kill it. So I looked in the backyard and I said, Within twelve months, I'm going to have like the most bitch backyard ever. I'm going to put a pool in there with a waterfall, awesome playground, and this is going to be a house of memories. And I mean, no, mind you, my bank accounts had been completely drained. And so, it didn't really seem like that would happen, but I didn't, I was kicking no for an answer. So, it's just a matter of, like, literally shifting your mindset, visualizing your end result where you want it to be, and just going, and then not letting fear stop you. Because, I mean, I was scared to death. I mean, I was scared, but I, I um, invested in, um, higher level coaching, even when I didn't have the money at that point, right? And I invested in um, my business. I took out, started doing, uh, you know, massive door knocking, getting flyers and postcards made, and just doing all the things that you do, even though I didn't really have the means to, but I knew I needed to invest money to make money. And I knew I needed to keep my head right. So even like yesterday, I'll give you an example. I was having a crappy day, right? Steve and I were kind of fighting and whatever else. And so I just said to myself, nope, stop. Like you're, you're, you're done. No more, no more negativity. Focus on, on your goals, change your mindset. And it's just a matter of telling yourself, you're going to do this. You are doing this. You in the present, it's happening. And just not letting yourself get into the funk.
1: Yeah, not a lot powerful stuff. So then you talked about um, when the market started to shift and change that you were, you were studying the market. Um, so you had a pulse on it. So you were able to see that transition. And um, uh, now for me, because we were both in the market at the same time, and that's when we met during that time. You know, like I stumbled across my first short sale. I know I, we were getting ready to close and the, the title company's like well wh- where's the money from the sellers and they they had taken out a line of credit that they didn't disclose to me i didn't know as part of the house you know whatever and so i still did my first short sale and then i was doing a bunch of expires expires during the short sales and then i had a mentor that was like getting a reo right now i would have never probably guessed at that point to, to make that shift so i kind of lucked out where yours was very strategic um you know, what? What would? What did you do? And what kind of recommendations? And like, what are you doing now to watch the market? So we know because when we're not paying attention, it, it seems like these markets shifts on a dime. But if we're paying attention, man, you might have months and months and months, if not years, ahead to anticipate it. Right. So can you just kind of elaborate and give any advice on that that you have?
0: Tons of research. I mean, so reading articles from Inman, reading articles from the National Association of Realtors. I mean, looking at. You know, mortgage notes and when, when mortgage notes are expiring, seeing how, why it's all of a sudden taking, you know, in, there's a lot more inventory entry in the market and it's taking less time for it to end, right? The absorption rate is increasing. Those are the kind of things that, that I looked at and I just could tell like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden we have an increasing amount of homes for sale and the, 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 the drops in price are 80,000, 100,000, right? We're, we're in trouble. And so it's just a matter of always, always educating yourself. So I set up my work week for success every single week, right? Mondays are for client communication, current client communication and researching um, what's happening in the market. Like, educating myself, looking at trends, as well as looking at what new technologies are there. How can I improve my business? That's Mondays. So there's got to be, you've got to set up your week and like every single week to study what's happening out there and not just read articles because all the articles have been saying lately, oh, the market's going to crash. We're heading in for blah, blah, blah. But if you really read the research, that's not really the case because we're doing better now than we were even when we had the crash. And so people are taking money out of their homes right now, but they're taking that money to pay off. Credit cards to pay off debt. They're not taking out the money to buy boats and to live lavish lifestyles. Whereas back in two thousand and six and seven eight, they were taking out money to buy boats. Right? People have gotten smarter. So um, it's just a matter of, of, of keeping current matters is an excellent source of you know. I I, I subscribe to Keeping Current Matters. Um, if you guys subscribe, to say Krista told me to come because they give me like. A free month or something like that, and uh, which I always loved seeing that free month. But you know, reading all their stuff and reading their reports and then seeing where they all the different um, sources that they say they got them from, and going to those sources and then digging deeper. It's a matter of like you, Josh. How do we meet? We met at a convention. We met at a at a uh, an event where we were trying to better ourselves. You have got to continually better yourself. In every aspect of your business and never, never stop. I mean, it's kind of like you do well and people stop. Well, you do well, you need to keep doing what you're doing to get you there. You need to keep learning, keep educating. Uh, I remember my dad said to me once I was going on a, to a conference and he says, why are you going to the conference? You're in the top 1% of realtors across the nation. I'm like, well, dad, that's why I am in the top 1% because I go to conferences, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Yep. Love it. So then, you know, cause the the opposite kind of happened when the REO recovered where you went yeah. from massive production to only selling 12. Now that was that a thing of, cause sometimes it happens to all of us in our business. Like we can't be a profit in your own backyard. That's why we all have coaches in our own business of, you know, it's, it's easier to give advice and take our own advice at times where, you know, maybe we were so busy and wrapped up in the business that you didn't, weren't watching the trends or was it a thing of yeah. it corrected so fast that there just wasn't enough? It
0: almost, yeah. It almost seemed like it was, it was, it seemed like overnight to me. Right. And I was so engaged. It's like, in selling the real estate. And you know, REOs, like you're doing a hundred BPOs. You're paying for, you know, you're paying for the the invoicing alone when you're an REO agent, just take paying back, termite inspection, all these things. It's a nightmare, which by the way, I lost so much money because we didn't, we didn't do it good enough. <laughs> we lost tons of money. But all of a sudden I was like, almost, oh crap. Like all these things. I have a HUD account, right? I had HUD. HUD was almost so hard to get. I had the HUD account dried up. I was the number one um, uh, REO uh, agent for Wells Fargo boom, done, you know, done. I mean, it just seemed like it happened so quickly. And I was like, holy crap. And I remember one time going on an appointment, it was a normal listing and I lost the listing. And so I called and said, hey, just checking in, why didn't you hire me? And the agent said, well, you know, the last guy said that you were the foreclosure REO queen. And I was like, oh crap, I am the foreclosure REO queen. And so that day I did research on um, different trainings and I signed up for the Institute for Luxury Home Marketing Uh, like two day course in San Francisco went there and completely decided I'm changing my business model Uh, met with one of my lenders and hey you want to do this with me I have this plan I'm gonna like we're gonna start marketing in these two neighborhoods we're gonna send a postcard every single week we're gonna start doing video we're gonna just like dominate and she looked at me like are you crazy and I'm like no we're doing it and she she just actually like two weeks ago called me and said I remember that day Krista you sat there you weren't scared you know she goes and she was you actually were scared I started I started to say You know what? I'm kind of, and then I stopped myself from repeating it. And I said, I'm not going to say that because it's not going to happen. I'm not going to bring negativity. Right. But I mean, I, I changed my business. I went from only selling short sales, only selling REOs to treating every listing like a million dollar listing, doing, um, four page color brochures, doing a full, full video tour, right? Drone footage. Um, everything like utilizing social media and just when it wasn't even really being used back then it was so so new but just saying hey you're this two hundred thousand dollar home i'm going to put in you know six seven hundred eight hundred dollars of marketing to then market myself and show why you want to hire me over somebody else so it's always about when you notice something wrong happening in your business being willing to adjust and make the change and always trying to do something that no one else is. Like the best way to stand out and to, make, and to make more money is to spend more money to market yourself and your properties so that people take notice, right? You've got to stand out amongst all the noise. And I think that was very, very helpful.
1: Yeah, love it. And what's so cool about today, and we'll, we'll jump into this a little bit later because I want to kind of go through your journey of starting a team and, you know, um, uh, so kind of put a bookmark in this, but you know, it used to be, there's a saying in real estate of, uh, you can either be rich or famous, you just got to pick which one that you want, right? You can't do both. But meaning, like you invest a lot of money in branding, bus benches, billboards. You know, like at one point, I spent $100,000 a month on TV, radio, wrapped hummers, moving trucks. And, you know, I right, buying that market share. Um, I did too. <laughs> you know, right? or, or, you know, but we were doing a lot of production. I mean, I was, you know, 180000 200000 a month. So, but it still wasn't smart, right? Um, or you could invest in marketing. Well, the cool thing about today is you can and should be doing both with digital and online, which I know you're a rock star at, which we'll talk about today, you know, right. Um, it's easier than ever before, you know, right. So I, I, I love it. So, um, which again, I'm going to bookmark one cause I had a lot of questions about, you know, cause I, I again, I've been, been stalking. I, I've got swipe files of all your emails, your, your, your ads, your Facebook ads, right? Like I'm just, I copy the doers, man. And, and, and the cool thing about it is that I don't, I don't have to come up with an original thought, man. I'm just, see rock stars like you, what you doing. I just steal your concepts and it works right so um uh, all right so then all right so market covered treating every listing like a million dollar listing meaning not not the human being like better service but you meaning from marketing like I'm just gonna
0: yes, blow it out.
1: crazy, yeah, right um uh which then got you you know hundred deals plus a year um at what point did you start expanding now with your traditional business um to starting a real estate team
0: So uh, about, so I, you know, I remember probably about four years ago, I was, I'm talking to somebody and he's like, you're losing a lot of money um, on your, on your leads because I only work with sellers, right? So out of 150, 169 homes, my best year, it was like all sellers, no buyers. And I was, you know how much your phone rings, your phone rings like crazy and you're too busy to take all the calls. And I felt like if I gave them away, I'd be losing money. But really I was losing money by not giving my leads away. So I hired a buyer's agent about four years ago and was like, hey, you know, we'll do, um, I think I did a 50-50 split back then, 50-50, every, every lead that calls me, I'm going to send them to you. And I would talk to the buyers and kind of like get them excited and then I'd pass them on. So I hired a buyer's agent to help with my buyer's leads. And it was just myself, um, her, but she also did her own business too. So she was her own agent. I just gave her leads, So she wasn't really on my team. It was just someone i passed leads to and then I had a a transaction coordinator and then a marketing assistant um so it was just really the three of us and then the buyer's agent you know just did her own stuff and I gave her leads well then um about a year and a half ago I was like I need I want to start coaching right I was exhausted um I realized that I hadn't really had a vacation in 17 years because I was working too much in my phone and I remember one day I was driving and my husband was like my phone rang and You know, I'd I'd be on the call for 10 minutes. I'd hang up and I'd have 15 text messages and two voicemails. I'm not even kidding. It was that busy. And I was just so tired. He looked at me and he goes, You are not very nice, Chris, to that person. I was like, He's like, Yeah, you were kind of a bitch. And I'm like, Oh my God, really? Oh my gosh. And it made me realize that I was just, I love real estate, but I was tired. And I kind of had sort of gotten to the point where, you know, I had mastered it. And, um, you know, being an ex teacher, I realized I want to start teaching. So I was trying to coach and teach at the same time that lasted about six months before I wanted to blow my head off. And then I called my brother, uh, about a year ago and, uh, Kathy, who was, um, uh, working in my office as her own agent and said, listen, I, I want to just really back off. I want you guys to become me. You guys can be a, a listing agent, like a listing agent. You guys just go on appointments together and uh, I, I need to stop. And so about a year ago I did that. And then it's been, it's really been difficult. I will say the past year, You know, having them and then having, you know, we hired another buyer's agent because they weren't like, I got the systems down, but it's very difficult to get someone else to follow your systems, follow your processes. And you know how hard it is when you're, when you're leaving, because I wasn't really there to sort of manage them. So we went from selling 154 homes to 101 homes. So my production dropped about 33% because I wasn't really in the business. I was focusing in my coaching business, um, which we, we did really, really well. And now, now we're back up. So now we're, we're, you know, this this month we closed thirteen deals. We closed ten deals last month. So we're finally getting back to where we were. But it took me a good year to (laughs) to get them to listen and do all the things I I tell them to do. They they say, "Krista, you're like three people," which is not true, but
1: (laughs) I love it. So you know, a question that I get all the time, um, and I always love when I have you know rock star real estate entrepreneurs on the podcast that I'm interviewing that are also moms, you know, right. Um, cause I get a lot of questions from, from women that are, you know, moms and, and, you know, they're, 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 I hate the word balance, but that, you know, they want to create this amazing successful real estate business, but they, they don't want to be that person that has the regret later in life. I mean, they, they want to be a great mom, be a great wife, be, you know, you know, great with the family, big, you know, and, and, and when I get asked this question, it's like, look, and this is the, the issue with comparison is it's careful when we're trying to compare ourselves that like, we don't always know all the information. Like when I got into real estate, 23 years old, not married, no kids. Uh, by the time I started having kids and got married, like my business was was doing very well where my wife was able to stay at home full time. And so like, i you know, yeah, I, I might grind 80 hours a week, but when I get home, you know, right. We have a house cleaner. Like, oh, like I just play, like I spend as much time with my family as anybody, you know, right. But I still am able to grind. Cause I don't, you know, my situation might be different just due to dumb luck and timing than others. You're right. But being somebody that was, you know, single mom now, growing all of this, building this successful real estate business, you know, and, and I've spent time with you and your husband. And, you know, I mean, you guys have a great marriage, great relationship. Great. Relationship. I, great
0: I got remarried, by the way. So he's talking about the new husband. I, I, yeah, my, yeah not, not, not the first asshole, which I, no,
1: Steve, now, Steve's <laughs> yeah. an amazing human being. So, um, but like, you know, and again, I hate the word balance, but maybe that maybe that is is it. You, you know, know it, it's um, like a question, question, I mean have for, for somebody that's asking that question.
0: And you know, for a woman, I will say like we deal with that regret a lot. You feel guilty, right? And you may I'm not sure if men do, but I know women, we feel guilty. And my daughter graduated um two years ago. And I will tell you, I cried for about four months. Like I'd been in a listing appointment and I'd start crying and I'd see pictures of their kids and I'd just be like, I'm a shitty mom because I, I've been working so much. And and she always says, Mom, you taught us how you know to work hard. And you were always there when it counted. But I, I will say there were times, like I said, you know, I had hadn't have, had a vacation really in in 17 years. I didn't realize it, but I'd be that person in Hawaii on the phone the entire time, right? I'd be that person, you know, who would literally sneak out of bed at three in the morning. Because Hawaii time is like different than here. and I can get six hours worth of work done, sneak back into my hotel room at 9 a.m. and be like, hey, babe, never left kind of a deal. And then I'm on my phone all day. That was me. And if I got to a point where I just decided to say, you know what? I know I'm good enough. My my skills are good enough. My marketing is good enough. People wanted wanted me because I was different, right? I did things differently than every other agent. And so the last three years of me being in the business um, while I was practicing, I rarely worked on weekends. I mean, very rarely. I'd only do it if somebody absolutely could not meet with me. And I tried to make my last equipment at four o'clock in the the evening. So that way I'd be home by six. And it worked well. And people would wait, you know, and if they didn't, they weren't the kind of client I wanted to work with anyways, right? It's like, you either respect my time. And I also told them, hey, Sundays, I don't answer the phone, right? Sundays are Krista time, kid time. You know, family time, and uh, and they respect it as long as you put up the right boundaries. And so, I mean, it's just a matter of, of having the. You know, and, and I lost business. I'm sure I lost business because of it. Some people don't understand it. They think you should work every single minute, and those are the kind of people that you really don't want to work with because they have zero respect for your time. It's a matter of understanding. You know, for for a lot of years, I was in survival mode, Josh. Like I was, I was kind of living out of scarcity. I was afraid, like I, you lose everything, you gain it back, right? One of the things you don't know about me is that I was in a. um a group home and then a foster juvenile hall for a couple of months and foster home all through high school. So I had to put myself through college and pay for my own expenses and buy my own car. And like nothing was given to me. And so I had that scarcity mode. So when you lose it all and gain it all, lose it all again, it kind of, it it, it makes you work differently. At least it made me until you finally realize, okay, I'm safe now. I, I, I can kind of slow down. And if I lose a little business, it's okay because my priority is my kids. And now, um, you know, I work from home and I, as, as you know, I'm only working in my real estate business about 5% of the time. I um, I was just managing it and the 95% is coaching. And so now my younger daughter's like, can you please leave mom? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I can't get away with anything anymore because you're always home, you know, <laughs> but, but I'm always in, in my office like I am right now. So I don't know. It, it's hard. And it's just, it, it's difficult. I think for women, I feel it. And I, that's why I cried for those four months because I was guilty. I felt guilty for working so much, but, um, you know it, it's there is there is no it's hard to have true balance like if you're doing that much business it's very difficult to have true balance
1: yeah well i'm just from from you know observing what you know the the some of the terms that you used with that you know two things stood out was you know right yeah you worked a lot but as your daughter said like you were there for when it mattered right so you know, at some point whether you know like you were intentionally planning out or you just instinctively knew it seemed like you were able to make sure that hey, like these are the moments that I'm not missing out. Even if if I'm gonna lose business, I'm gonna be here for these moments. Yes. And, and then I love the Sunday off, you know, right? Of you know, just and, and not no like, you know, not answering the phone and just being fully engaged, you know, right? Um it, it's like recently, and I'm probably the only freak on the planet that's done this, but I got rid of my smartphone, right? I'm just like, none of these things are making us they're not the dumb phone. So I went back to a friggin' flip. I I'm, love like, it. I'm like yeah. Right. I really don't need it. Now I'm at, like with my kids, I'm sitting on my phone. It's not like, this is just, it's, 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 it's making me waste my life. Right, And, um, um, it's like, yeah, I still grew, uh, cause I'll get criticized very heavily about my, you know, like I work 80 hours a week, but I love, I love what I do. Right. But then people are like, Oh, well, don't you, uh, um, uh, worry about, you know, missing out on memories with your kids. Well, no, I'm just extremely intentional with it. Like my wife and I, we don't do any outside hobbies outside of family hobbies. Right. We don't do, so it, you got 168 hours in a week. By the time I work out, sleep, whatever, I still have 41 hours left over every single week to devote to my family. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's,
0: and you're, it sounds like you're very intentional about it and you're very present and that's, you know, a lot of people, they're not very present. I will tell you, I hate the smartphones and how your kids are young. Don't give your kids phones. I don't care that everyone has them. Do not give your kids their phones until they're like 18. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you. you Want to save yourself a lot of heartache and, Sex fixing
1: and all that stuff. <laughs> Don't give them phones. Yeah, yeah, love it, dude. So then, um, why? Right, so then, you're at the point where you um transition. You start transitioning to production. You've you, you've got you know all this everything essentially delegate outsourced um processes, proven processes being followed. But you took you know you took that dip and you talked about you know that's a huge. You, it was like an eight hundred thousand
0: dollar dip, yeah, right? So
1: yeah, and you talk about how you know so many times like you would slip back in that scarcity mode you know um what allowed you to stick through it instead of just saying man like i gotta jump back in you know right because a lot of people might going from a 30 percent dip in the first year of doing it
0: 33 <laughs> yeah
1: right so i mean what what kept you having faith of not jumping back in
0: um well first of all i i'm really passionate about people like i love people and i and i missed teaching and i knew i could make a difference, and. I'm super excited when I am, you know, so you gotta, you gotta understand. I mean, you know how it is when you're, when you're starting a coaching business. First of all, your real estate business crashes because you're not there. Okay. Then I'm taking money out of, you know, savings and houses or whatever to pay for my coaching business. And it it took me, and I had to give my program away for free. I mean, literally when I first started, I gave my program away for free because I needed to get people to get testimonials. So here I'm giving my program away for free. I'm working that I've got my, my, the sales girls Calling me crying after five months. Like I can't make a sale. Like, Oh my God, I'm gonna, like I can't do this. Like I remember telling her, Nicole, quit, put your big girl pants on, stop your crying, get back out there and push. We've got something here that works and we're doing this. And she's like, ah, you know, okay, just need to event. And then we just kept going. And all of a sudden it, it, well, what happened truthfully is, is this now that I think back is, um, I was still kind of in scarcity mode and I remember here I am telling my students to like live abundant lives and to not be, you know, not not have a scarcity mindset, but I realized that I was still having kind of a scarcity mindset in my own business in coaching as I wasn't really like sharing in my own community as much, you know. Um, and I still, you know, we still limit the amount because I, we are still practicing just kind of to say, to help my, my company, but we've taught people right in our own cities, right? You know, five, five miles away, like a lot of clients. And so one day I just made this public announcement and said, Hey, I want to apologize and make a confession that I have been kind of holding back and anything you need, you know, in the real estate, let me know. And like when I did that, and then also went to EMDR, which is something awesome. If you've ever not done it, but it's, it's like, I went to counseling and they do this this activity called EMDR. And what they did was they helped me realize that like the scarcity and stuff that I was feeling and that the lack was from when I was in the group home and the foster home and from, um, and from it's not really who I am presently. And they really helped me realize who is Krista today. That scared person is somebody that was, you know, a long time ago. They're not the same. And once I kind of identified that and then realized to open myself up to my community locally, my business just went crazy on the coaching side.
1: Yeah. Love it. So then, as you transitioned to the coaching side, I mean, you talked about your, your teaching background um, and, the, and the reason that you had to transition from that, you know, into real estate, which, which again was, a, a, you know, wasn't like, oh, I'm burned out from teaching. It was, a, you know, how to do it, you know, in the time frame and, and whatnot of like during that time, like I, you know, I got into real estate, just an example only to use it as a stepping stone to raise capital, to start health level. I always thought I'd be in the health club business, yeah, right. Um, and, and, a couple of years ago, I got back into the health and fitness industry as well. And, um, uh, but I always had that burning desire to get back. Like, did you during this whole time? Like, did you still always have that burning desire to teach or what was it specifically that led to you, you know, with the coaching stuff? Cause you're just crushing it with real estate stuff. Yeah. Right.
0: It was scary. Everybody was like, my, my mom and dad were like, what are you doing? You're, why are you, you're going to stop? Are you on crack? You know? And I also, the agents in my area were using it against me. Oh, Chris, just coaching. You're not going to get her blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was hard. My husband, he was awesome and super supportive. Was like, okay, babe, you're, you're really, I mean, it was scary. It was scary for me, but I just, I was, I just knew I had to do it, Josh. I can't explain it. Like I love teaching. I mean, when I'm up there teaching and coaching, that's when I'm at my best. And I just had to do it. It was like my passion for people was outweighing the money. And I also was like, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better at coaching. Like I'm going to make more money, make more of an impact, which is really, really important to me, reach more people, change more lives. And I just, I just went for it. And it was crappy. I mean, six months, I lost a lot of money paying a hundred thousand dollars a month on staff and Facebook ads and, you know, like sales calls that nope, were never being converted. <laughs> so it was not easy at all, but you just can't give up. If you don't ever stop with whatever you're doing, you can never fail. The only ch- way that you can fail my most people fail is because they give up three feet before gold. And let me give you an example of that. So one month, we went from like making like $16,000 in that month for coaching, right? Now, mind you, when I was selling real estate, I was doing 10 times that. One month, I did like $385,000, my best year, my best month ever in real estate. So to make $16,000 in coaching, I mean, it was, it was a hit. But then... Like two months later, we were at like 250,000 in coaching, right? So had I stopped at that six, that, that market, that, you know, month four or five or six, or whatever it was, I wouldn't have really quickly two months later gotten to the 250. And then that makes sense because I was three feet from gold. And most people are three feet from gold truly when they stop because they don't see the results and they don't understand that all the momentum from the months before are really what gets them to see what they do when they, month four, five, and six, when they stick around. And so I just didn't stop. That was it. I didn't stop.
1: Yeah, so I'm curious with, um, you know, j- just again from my own. I mean, because we've, I mean, we've we've had different strategies that we've employed, but we've our journeys have been pretty much identical. Yeah, you know, right?
0: you got into coaching a lot faster than I did, Josh. I didn't, it's like I, I knew you were. I didn't even realize it was you until one day I was going. I think that's the Josh I know. <laughs>
1: well, see, my my drew is like I, I never thought I would get into coaching. Right, like when I was in the gym business. I absolutely hated personal training, but I loved running the operation side. I'm like, dude, I've showed you six times. how to do the squat. You can't get it. Like, I don't know if the what's wrong with you. Like, you know, so, <laughs> so I never thought in a million years I would, I would coach and mentor on the coaching side, uh, on the real estate side. But I think the difference is, is my, you know, my true love and obsession for real estate um, uh, and, and the opportunities and life-changing abilities and capabilities of this industry. Um, but for me, it was, when I was started exiting from production uh, about eight, well, this was yeah, about well five years ago, you know, five or six years ago, um, I just got bored, you know, and I didn't know what to do with myself, you know, right. I'm um, working 10, 20 hours a week and before I was working 80 and I'm like, what do I do? And,
0: I remember that you were saying you weren't working a lot. I was like, God, how's he doing? That's crazy. Yeah.
1: So then, uh, well, and then the blessing that I had is my father owned and operated gyms, you know, for 30 years when I was growing up. So, you know, I grew up seeing back in operations of building sales teams and my father would start a new gym and I would see how he'd build out the team and then go to the next. And and that's what I also did in the health club business when I was in there was, you know, a lot of the pre-sales, built the sales team, go, you know. um. So so really my whole life, I don't, just built sales teams, right? So um, and, and learned the craft of delegation and, and got a lot of great coaching and training there. I was able to apply to real estate. um, But uh, uh, because of the accolades, you know, that I had at that point, I just had you know, a dozen agents reaching out a week, um, just, Hey, do you have for coaching off for coaching? One day I just decided to say yes. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'm glad I did. I almost, I, I was so close to just saying, fuck that, you know, right. But, um, but it's been amazing. But then on the coaching side, like I always, you know, like, like tracking in a real estate business, like, you know, I'm a tracking data freak, but the the data and tracking that I've had to do in, in a digital online marketing business, plus now I own, you know, e-commerce businesses and whatever is taken to the next level as well as, Learning online marketing and um, which has helped me then level up so much more massively in my real estate business. And you know, I um, mean, I've, I've you know, I've seen a lot of your funnels and what you do. I'm just curious, like, what are some of the biggest learning moments or takeaways as you've been building the real estate company that you've been able to apply over here to the or the coaching company? That you've been able to apply your to real estate company, you know, that you've learned, or maybe there isn't any. I don't know.
0: Oh no, the exact same strategy. So. Um about, I would say four or five years ago, I started heavily using video, right? So video, 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 But and then in, in utilizing the video also online with social media, right? Online presence. So many people will do video and they'll post it on their Facebook page or business page, but no one sees it because Facebook's an algorithm. They want your money. They want you to pay to play. So they're only letting about 3% of people see your, see your stuff, right? So if you're not running ads behind your, your videos or whatever you're doing, you're, no one's even seeing your videos so I, I i started taking courses from like nicholas kuzmich and hiring facebook specialists that really knew how to run ads and i learned how to you know run ads on facebook and how to which objectives to use and create lookalike audiences and we started utilizing that in our real estate industry first right so the idea was let everyone get to know me as the industry leader um in real estate so anything community or real estate related i was the person everyone saw constantly because i was online they saw my signs they saw you know just like you, I had billboards and trucks, and they're seeing me on the freeway. They're seeing me, my signs everywhere. They're seeing my postcards. They're seeing my videos on uh, Facebook and on all these different platforms. Um, and so that's how I became the industry leader again very quickly after I was down from twelve. So then that's the exact same strategy I've used in coaching. But what most people will do is they will just you know run an ad, sign here, click here, da da da. My strategy is get send out information content without ever asking anyone to do anything return get them to know me like me and trust me they'll come to with me and then once they've known me and i've broken down their barriers then they're more likely to give me information so you just send out free content then i wrote this book uh sell 100 homes a year so then we put them through the book funnel right and then once they've read, read the book and which i gave away every strategy in the world in there you can read that book and it'll give you so much information so then you they see the book and go wow that's a lot i want to learn how to dump utilize social media i want to learn how to create ads i want to you want to learn how to do video and how to properly distribute it and i know i'm going to need help okay so then we now teach them that so it's the video strategy a company with social media and having an online presence right now you absolutely should be on facebook and instagram instagram now is 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 even um almost outweighing um facebook and you should absolutely start being on Google and YouTube. So I know I'm saying a lot here, but we're seeing a decline in the use of Facebook. It's increasing in Instagram. Now Google, like pay-per-click and all that, like every single person watching this, you should own your own URL, right? kristamayshore.com or, you know, joshuasmith.com. You should own com. You want to be able to own these sites so that when people look up and research you that you're showing up on the top. Now Google is more affordable than Facebook, right? Because people have left Google are going to Facebook. But if you do the math, like we're finding now that we can, um, that we can, we're, we're just starting ads on, on Facebook. I'm sorry, Google, because it's underutilized. However, people are going to Google to do searches, right? Think about when you go to Google, you're saying you're not going to Facebook for searches on Facebook. You're there to be, you know, to be, Educated, I'm sorry. Entertained, right? You're going to look at your friends' pictures and all that. When you're going on Google, you're going there to search information to find something out to compare and contrast. That's what you're doing on Google. So you really want to be on those sites. And um, and locally, it's not hard to do. You're never going to be able to beat um, Zillow and all that because it's impossible. But you can start to to show up for your own name. And when people start seeing you online, you know, via Facebook and via Instagram, then they go online to see you on Google. For you to do pay click with your name is, is very, very affordable. So you want to be showing up where people are looking. And that's the biggest mistake is that agents now are still utilizing the same kind of techniques and strategies, right? They're still doing open houses. They're still cold calling, They're still door-knocking. Whereas I, I teach my students, hey, we don't teach that. Like, we teach something completely opposite. We teach you how to show up as the community disruptor, the community leader, utilizing video, social media, and having an online presence. Because that's where buyers and sellers are going. Do you want to learn how to quickly add two to three closings per month without cold calling, door knocking, open houses, or cutting your commissions? Of course you do. So do I. Whether you're a new agent or an experienced one, this webinar is for you. My Top Producer Secrets webinar will give you the keys and the strategies to six or seven figures. I'm giving away all my secrets because it is my goal to help you become more successful. So sign up for this free training. Just go to kristamayshore.com slash top producer. That's kristamayshore.com slash top producer.